Hello, and welcome back to Poplar Cove. Oh my, those sounds are ominous, aren't they? Hmm. If you remember from last episode, Pickering, Mac, and Joanna hold themselves up in a room where they thought they could be safe from some scary-looking ominous figures. Right before we left them, the door had flown open with a clatter. I was on the edge of my seat. What could it be? Who could it be? What is going on? Is this real life? Dad? Dr. Spaulding? Spaulding? What are you doing here? You're supposed to be dead. Yes, well, I'm not. You could sound a little more excited about that. So what does this mean about the sacrifice? And the population? Are we like, great old one jerky now? No, actually. Actually, since I'm not technically living, I don't count towards the population. I bargained with the gods and worked out a little deal for me to come back. A deal with the gods? That doesn't sound safe or sane. I'm fine. Well, I wasn't really worried about you. I just wanted to make sure that my daughter was going to be safe. Apparently she's going to be having my grandchild. She's going to be having a lot more than that. You know that we can hear you, right? You're not very good at the under-your-breath thing. Or the quiet thing. You couldn't hear me. I did this thing with my mouth. Like this. And now you don't hear me. See? I can hear you just fine. I think we're a little off-topic here. You started it. So now I'm here to take care of you and the baby. Have you been talking this whole time, Spaulding? Yes. Why? Do you need me to repeat any- No. Pickering, is this the vision that you saw? Because I'm anxious to leave. I did see some sort of family reunion, but... Good. Let's get out of here. This place gives me the creeps. So, do you get to leave this place, Dad? Yes, of course. I'm not attached to the place where I died, otherwise I'd be stuck in some cave. If you're worried about your father embarrassing you and causing a scene, don't worry. No one can see me, except for family members. Then how come I can see you? We're related by the blood of Joanna's unborn child. And Pickery can see me because he's your father. That's interesting. It's like you're a walking genetics test. We don't even have to give you our saliva. Please don't. There are just family reunions happening everywhere. Spalding and Joanna. Hobart and Herbert. Oh, you didn't forget about Herbert, did you? We're going to have to get you an actual house now, you know. What? If I'm going to be staying with Joanna, and if she's going to be having a child, she's going to need a bigger place, not to mention you, Mac. If you're going to be staying with us, too, you're going to be living with us, right? Um, well, I haven't really thought about that. I mean, the pregnancy is just starting to really sink in. I haven't really given the living situation much thought. It settled it. We'll all live together. Can I come? What? Wait. All I need is a basement laboratory. Well, as long as I can have the attic. I don't see why not. Wait. We'll have to have a full cafe in the kitchen. Oh yes, definitely. Ghosts drink coffee too? I like the things I did when I was still alive. How fascinating. Wait. I must learn more. Stop. Where's Joanna? Huh? Well, I saw where she went. But I guess no one is asking me, are they?
The screaming was coming from behind a door down the corridor. The wooden door bowed and warbled. Black ooze dripped from the cracks between the door and the frame. The boys each took a step away from it. You go first, Mac. What? No. Spaulding should go first. He's a ghost. He's already dead. I said... Um, um, we're, yeah, we're coming. coming. We're coming. Rochambeau? What is that? Rock, paper, scissors. Well, why don't you just call it that? Because I didn't want to. As the two fathers argued, Mac took a step forward toward the undulating door. With each step, he watched the door throb. His unsteady hand reached for the doorknob, but before he could get to it, it slowly began to turn. The beads of sweat on his forehead dripped from... Hello there. Welcome back to Poplar Cove Public Access. We'll return you to your regularly scheduled programming in a few minutes, but first... My name is Dr. Matthew Pickering. Today I want to talk to you about something that is near and dear to my heart. Caffeine. No. What? We're not here to talk about caffeine. Why not? Because we're here to talk about animals. What? But Andrew said... Andrew said we were going to talk about animals. No. Andrew said that they need me to talk about caffeine-induced dysentery. No, we're here to talk about the Poplar Cove Yig Sanctuary. Oh, those two things are completely unrelated. Thank God. Anyway, today we're here to talk to you about the endangered animals. We're trying to raise money to help save the baby yigs. Oh, yes! The local yigs of the Pacific Northwest were just put on the endangered species list not too long ago. They are peaceful... No, they're not. They're not peaceful at all. They're incredibly violent and aggressive. They like to bite the heads off of chickens, steal your girls, pillage your pantries, and bite holes in your socks. (sighs) But they are animals. Of some sort. And we should save them, no matter how dickish they are. Every dollar that you give to this fundraiser will be put toward the development of YIG research. How does it even work, Pickering? What kind of research are they doing? Oh, I'm sure that they're just going to put it toward the perpetuation of the local baby YIG sanctuaries here in Poplar Cove. Pickering, I have a question for you. Yes, son? I still don't like when you call me that. That's not a question. No, I mean, well, my question is, what exactly is a YIG? Excellent question, my boy. No, I don't like that either. Yig himself is a serpent god who looks over the snakes on Earth. He considers all of them to be his babies. When people hurt said babies, he turns them into spotted snakes. That is why Mayor Roger has implemented the Yig Serpent Sanctuary. He wants to let Yig know that we are friends of serpents and we won't hurt them. So, is this money an offering to Yig? No, no, no. It's to keep the electric fence running. We can't let these snakes loose in the city, eh? The electric fence has to be funded somehow. If you would like to make a donation, call 1-800-CURSE-OF-YIG. That is 1-800-555-5555. What? That doesn't make any sense. Those letters don't match any of the numbers on the keypad. But don't worry. If you call, you won't just be giving away your money and getting nothing in return. Won't they be getting peace of mind as well? Well, yes. But it won't be just your peace of mind. You'll also be getting this 50-disc CD set all about serpents. 50 CDs all about serpents? How many songs is that, Pickering? 
492 songs, Mac. 492 songs about slithery snakes. God, you're not going to sing to any of them, are you? Why, of course I am. There are several great hits on here. Some of my favorite songs, like Snakes I Met You, Baby by Ivory Joe Hunter. Since I Met You, Baby. Snakes I Met You, Baby. My whole life has changed. Nope. Snakes I Met You, Baby. We'll be back after these few messages from our sponsors. When it gets a little too crazy and chaotic here in town, I like to light a candle to help calm my nerves. My favorite brand of candles is the Cthulhu brand candles from the old ones. The large eight-wick candle is a great addition to help decorate your home and bring the scent of the ocean to your space. The crisp, modern style on the containment unit and the stainless steel lid with padlock have all the markings of gifting perfection and for summoning the great old ones. Mix this size with others to create a two- or three-tier effect on your table that is sure to bring on the wow factor. The unmistakable scent of the sea is expressed through the notes of seaweed peels, crisp salmon skin, and whole octopi. Just unlock the lid and try to light the eight tentacles at once. Just don't let all the flailing get in the way. Also, they might knock the lighter from your hand, so watch out for that. If you can light all of them at once, it should calm down the beast. Or anger it more, it's a toss-up. You know, it's probably best to just stay away from this one. <coughs> Cthulhu brand candles from the old ones. What are you doing? What? What are you doing? It's my day off. I'm sitting in a chair, watching sports on Poplar Cove Public Access. The dodgeball tournament just started. But you haven't even touched your to-do list yet. I'm so tired from work. All I want to do is sit here and veg out for just a few minutes. I'm tired too, Floyd. You think that I just sit around and do nothing all day? I take care of the kids, clean the house, cook for you, make everything presentable for your stupid boss so he'll promote you when you invite him over for dinner without telling me ahead of time. Uh, get off my case. Hello there. Ah! Who the hell are you? Get out of our house! Well, I couldn't help but eavesdrop on your conversation. What do you mean, couldn't help? You're... you're standing in our living room. Exactly. I couldn't help but overhear your fight. I think I know exactly what you need. And what is that? You need to go to a sports bar. Boy, do I... Not you. You. Me? Yeah, actually. I could use a trip to the sports bar. Come on. I know just where to go. Welcome to... The Great Cold Ones Brewery. The Great Cold Ones Brewery is where all the sea captains go when they need to unwind and watch Monday Night Foosball. Come watch your favorite sailors race in the NASCAP stand tournament. Watch Sail Earnhardt Jr. and Briggs race around the track. Nothing but port side turns for three whole hours. Uninterrupted. Crazy winds. Unexpected whirlpools. Which should really be expected. I mean, they're sailing in circles. That sounds amazing. The coldest beer. The strongest whiskey. The darkest spells. I mean, ales. The darkest ales. That sounds like my kind of place. 
the best bar food in town. Come in and try their Cats of Ulthar, the Rats in the Walls, or the Thing on the Doorstep. Try the latest dishes from the newly hired award-winning chef, Abdul Al-Hazred, author of the Necronomnomnomicon. Stay until the last call of Cthulhu, when they'll kick your drunk ass out on the street. Hey, can I come? No, your mouth will be too full to eat any rats in the walls anyway, but with all the honeydew that you have. <laughs> hey, can I buy you a drink? Oh, you bet. Reminds me, my favorite brand of coffee has new packaging. Cafe Cthulhu brand coffee from the old ones may have some bright new packaging, but it's still the same great flavor. My favorite is the dark roast, which has a distinct taste that starts smooth and finishes bold. The flavor of the sea comes through, even when you add sugar, cream, or other additives like syrup, chocolate sauce or arsenic. They're also offering new instant coffee. Just untie the bag and set the timer. In the morning, the tentacles will come out and brew your coffee for you. Voila! Coffee! Fresh and piping hot, ready to go when you are. Cafe Cthulhu brand coffee from the old one. Welcome back to our special on the Poplar Cove Yig Sanctuary. We've gotten quite a few calls here at the center, and we'd like to thank you for your support. Unfortunately, we still have a lot to go. There's a port on a western bay that serves a hundred snakes a day, lonely sailors. Please stop. This is a fantastic song, Mac. Nothing like the silly little ditties that people sing these days. I can't stand modern songs. It's all about sex in limos and doing drugs on the backs of hookers. That's not relatable. Well, I suppose I can agree to that. Who does drugs on the back of a hooker? Um, Rick James? And no one calls them hookers anymore. Wait, what? We're getting a little off track here. There used to be a ton of great hits back in the 70s and 80s, like Cabana. Now that was a hit. No, no, no. It was a great song. No, we're not doing this now. Her name was Boa. She was a rat snake with yellow scales as outerwear, but no venom to beware. Please donate. If you donate, you can make this stop. At the Cobra, Cobra Cabana. tell you the truth, listeners. While I care a lot for Joanna, I'm a little worried about my own safety, and I'm not even in the room with them. I don't want to be in here. I mean, can you hear that? Max still hasn't made it through the door, though he has made it a few steps closer. He might just be worried about getting the black tar on his combat boots. Ugh. It's just oozing out from under the doorway. I'll save you, Joanna. Where do you think you're going? I'm going in to save Joanna. Something that we should all be doing, including her damn father. I am doing what every father would do in this situation. And what's that? I give her space. That's what kids always want, right? I'm just trying to do the right thing. Being a good father is hard, you know. You have to know when to hold them, when to fold them, and know when they need to fight elder gods on their own. 
I really think that... I don't think this is one of those situations, Spalding. Pickering, have you seen any visions about what's in there with her? I don't know, but I think I dated her once. What? How did you... Oh, yes, that's quite clever. We should probably go in there. Do you want to draw straws to see who goes first? That sounds fair. Yeah? Where are the straws? I don't have any. I thought you brought them. Why would I bring straws? It wasn't on the list. Yes, it was. It was right after toilet paper and before the gluten-free basil. None of those things are on the list. Oh. Maybe I accidentally put it on my grocery list then. Well, now what are we supposed to do then? Oh, for goodness sakes. Mac! No! I've made a terrible mistake. Joanna, Joanna, is she dead? Why is she just lying there? I think she's fainted. How can you tell? What do you mean, how can I tell? You're the doctor. Besides, you see how she's lying there, with her arm up over her forehead, and her body's all arched like that? She must have swooned herself unconscious. That's ridiculous. This is ridiculous? Of all the things that we're faced with right now, you're calling shenanigans on that? Where are our weapons? Mac! Give us the backpack! Here, take it, take it! I'm coming for you, Joanna. Um, let me just get around this tentacle. Spalding, get in there! You speak their language, right? Well, I spoke to some sort of ancient one, not this one. I don't know what dialect... I mean, I'm not sure if... sie Dusch? Idi Hin Saran Kabrak. I don't think they speak any of those languages, Spalding. Any kid? He speaks Welsh. Of course he does. That's great. Can you ask him to let go of Joanna and possibly stop trying to put one of his tentacles up my pant leg? Osglid Ida, let go, my friend. I'm not sure. My uh, he hapus on. I don't think she likes you that like that. Oh, friend zoned. Oh, that's interesting. It seems as though the tentacled creature has calmed down a bit. He even let go of Mac. <coughs> and now it's staring at Pickering. I mean, I don't blame him. Pickering is sort of an oddball. He's like a train wreck. You just can't look away. What? What is happening? I... Ha ha ha. That's better. 
Pickering? Rug language, sir. How's this? Yeah, 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 yeah that's, that's better. That's good. You may call me Okiogre, Cthulhu Walker of the Damned. Let me guess. We're, We're all damned. damned. The land is unbalanced, and equilibrium must be restored. Oh no. His grip on Joanna seems to be tightening up. Joanna! She looks delicious. We're not sending her for sacrifice. Consider her as collateral while you get your things in order. If balance isn't restored by the new moon, she'll be the first to take a trip down the slip and slide that is my esophagus. Well, that sounds like the worst water ride ever. It looks like things are more dire than we thought here in Poplar Cove. Meanwhile, back at the hospital, it seems as though Elizabeth and Hobart are recuperating from their nasty fall. Oh, Hobart, I hoped that I wouldn't see the inside of this room again, but here we are. Why do they always keep giving us the same hospital room? We've paid enough for it. We probably own it already. Ah, uh, why are there chandeliers in here? Don't you just adore them, love? They're Hollywood! Yes, yes, Hollywood chic. I remember that. Well, I'm glad that you remember something. Lately, it seems as though... <gasps> Jess, it is I. Oh, no, it's... Elena Ziomara Peña Rios Cushing. Mother, what are you doing here? Mother? Oh, that's right. I always forget who her mother is, because Elizabeth doesn't seem to have inherited her mother's beautiful, sun-kissed skin, or anything else from her Hispanic lineage. I don't understand why you insist on talking in that ridiculous accent, mi amor. I'm sorry, what? Why do you reject your heritage? And she does try to appear posh. That silly, fake British accent isn't fooling anyone, Elizabeth. Adios mio, mija! What have you done to yourself? We just had a little accident. Nothing to worry about. You can go back to your ridiculously decorated home. As much as I would love to lounge poolside again. But it's raining. I want to be here for my baby. You're my one and only child, Miha. I'm going to stay with you to make sure that you get well again. You're supposed to make sure that she is safe, you attractive devil, you. Um, ow. Also, excuse me? If you can't keep her safe, I will move into your mansion to make sure that... You really don't have to do that, Mother. Mrs. Peña Rios Cushing, you really don't have to worry. Shh. Can you please stop touching me? It's Miss Peña Rios Cushing now. My husband is dead. Oh, I've been so lonely since his passing. He's been dead for years, Mother. Jess, and you've never visited me. 
Your poor lonely mother. Why don't you treat me better, Miha? Stop. I've already begun the process of moving into the west wing of your estate. Wait, what? How did you get in? Oh, you're going to need a new door. What? I... I'm going to get a glass of champagne from the cafeteria. When I return, we shall discuss sleeping arrangements. I think Hobart should stay with me so I can keep a close eye on... <coughs> Absolutely not! Ugh, we have to do something about this lighting. Those chandeliers are so tacky. This can't be happening! We have to get out of here! I'll get our things. Elizabeth ever be able to walk again? I have a bad feeling about her mother. She seems to have her eyes set on Hobart, doesn't she? What happened to Herbert? Is he dead or worse? Because let's face it, here in Poplar Cove, there are worse things than death. Like whatever poor Joanna is going through right now. Is Spalding going to be a ghost forever? What is Mayor Roger planning to do with the book? Oh, listeners, I'd love to answer all these questions for you, but that will have to wait until later because, well, this is the end of Season 1. Good night, Poplar Cove. Population, oh, who even knows anymore? Howdy, folks. Pull up an ear whilst I spin you a tale. Don't worry. This ain't the same old tale I told you last time. Nope. This is an exciting new tale fraught with new peril and danger. And, of course, new redemption and renewal. It's still the tale of a man determined to find the old west that he remembers from the silver screen of his youth. The tale of a man looking to live the life of a wanderer helping folks in need. Except this time, it looks like he's gonna be needing a little help of his own. I know deep in my gut troubles are brewing, and being the helpful type, I've decided to inquire about the current situation and see if I can lend a helping hand. Actually, while I do appreciate you mistaking me for such an iconic image of Western law and justice, I am only the deputy. Come on back and enjoy hearing from old friends like Hatchet McCoy. God, aliens are real. Your existence is a lie. Cowboys are dumb, and RVs are for desperate losers. His ma, Lizzie McCoy. John, I thought you were brave and handsome. Mm-hmm. But well, I guess you're just handsome. I don't think you have the faintest idea what just to say. Sigh. As well as a few other familiar faces you might remember. The clean-shaven-looking suit are part of my new job. Told you I was giving up bounty hunting the last time we met. I'm a private investigator now. This is fucking bullshit. All I wanted to do was steal a fucking car and get out of this fucking place, but no, now I gotta help this bitch. Along with a whole slew of new faces and new problems for John as he tries to help another small town in need. Don't you try to dissuade us. 
with your living on the grid logic, you ain't stopping us. You'll see. You'll all see. Come noon when that train pulls up, you'll all see. If you're gonna follow up on something somebody says, you need to pay attention. Try again and don't embarrass us this time. If in something were to transpire and you was suddenly in a position of need, well, don't come to us looking for help. We may be simple folk, but we're simple folk by choice, not because we can't be something else. How's folks supposed to drink and celebrate the arrival of our new sheriff if in the dang bar ain't open for us to drink in? So come sit by the fire and get ready as we follow John, Lizzie, and Hatchet on their continuing adventures outside of life in the Lonely Valley to see what the road ahead has in store for them. In the exciting season two of Winnebago Warrior, the tale of John Wayneby. Taylor, how would you describe our show? It's like a D&D podcast, but we don't play D&D. Yup. It's set in space with six different races. That all consider themselves human. Even though some are water-breathing frog people. And some are massive brutish nerds with face ridges. And some are just big assholes. <laughs> Jeff is the guy in charge. I am the lore master. It's set in the future. Actually, it's a different fantasy universe. Okay, and we roll dice. It's called Shattered Worlds RPG, and you're all invited. Shattered, Shattered Worlds. A couple of things before we officially end Season 1 of Poplar Cove. I want to thank everyone that's tuned in and listened to our little audio drama. We love you guys so much. Please rate and review us on iTunes, our Facebook page, and wherever you listen to podcasts. The more reviews we have, the more likely others will see us. We've had a lot of fun in the recording studio. We definitely plan on making Season 2, so don't worry about the story ending here. While we're working on that, we'll still be releasing content here. We just won't be releasing content as often. Expect to hear a few shorts, hear some behind-the-scenes bloopers and interviews, few Fiasco Friday recordings, and other great extras. In addition, check in on the official website and Podbean page for another audio drama project that I'm working on called For Science. The first trailer on tonight's episode was Winnebago Warrior, an audio comedy serial telling the story of a man yearning to find the life he's always wanted to live. It's such an awesome show from a really great guy named Austin Beach. I love a good audio drama, and this one's one of the best. When I heard about Shattered Worlds RPG, I was super stoked to check out the podcast. Admit it, you know some of the characters that they talk about in real life. I mean, sure, you might not know any water breeding frog people, but I'm pretty sure that one of our neighbors is a brutish nerd with face ridges, hashtag not it, and, well, we all know a few apples. Poplar Cove is written by Jocelyn DeVore and features Jacob DeVore as Mac, Raylan Lavoie as Elizabeth, Morgan Lavoie as Hobart, Guy Fulton as Spalding, Katie Fulton as the narrator, Bill Fulton as the mayor, Lee Gundy as Pickering, William Nelson as Roger, Riley Talent as Joanna, with additional voices by Devin Steele, Ed Zinkovich, and Senora Jackson Diaz, with Fyodor Dogstoyevsky as the production assistant. All of the music in today's episode was composed by Kevin McLeod and is available under the Creative Commons license at incompetech.com. More detailed credits found in the show notes.